What's up, everyone? I'm Paul, and today on the Loader High podcast, we have another loaded weekend of college across. We'll first kick it off with the men's side of things with UVA versus Duke, Syracuse versus UNC, Maryland versus Ohio State, Denver versus Georgetown, Rutgers versus Johns Hopkins, and Loyola versus Navy. On the women's side of things, we had Boston College versus Notre Dame, UNC versus UVA, Syracuse versus Louisville, and Stanford versus USC. For the interview segment, I am joined with Notre Dame sophomore attacker Madison Ahern. Madison has been tearing it up for the Irish this season and she spoke to me about how playing lacrosse during COVID is like, how she prepared for this upcoming season, and a bunch more. Madison was also able to take the number one spot on SportsCenter Top 10 a few weeks back with a crazy backhanded finish. I have that highlight up on my Instagram page. Make sure to go check that out. Anyways, hope you guys enjoy the show. Hope you guys enjoy my interview with Madison. Let's get right into it. kick off college across this weekend, we have to go back to Thursday night when the Duke Blue Devils traveled up to Charlottesville for a top five matchup against the Wahoos of UVA. Another gritty game that came down to the wire and ended up with Joe Robertson playing hero again for the Blue Devils. Duke wins this game in OT final score, Duke 14, UVA 13. Top three performers for the game, first you go to Duke's Brandon O'Neill with three goals and two assists and Joe Robertson's two goals and three assists and then UVA's Petey LaSalle won 18 for 27 at the faceoff X and had 12 ground balls. Next game up on Saturday, North Carolina was looking for a rebound up in the dome against Syracuse, and they got just that, completely slashing the Syracuse defense goal after goal. UNC crushes Syracuse. Final score of this game is 18-12. to Top three players for the game. First, you go to North Carolina's Chris Gray with two goals and six assists, and Jacob Kelly with two goals and two assists, and Syracuse's Tucker Dordovic had four goals. Next game up in our nation's capital, the Battle of the Big East took place with number 11 Georgetown versus number 6 Denver. Despite Denver having one of the best face off units in the country. They went 33% at the face-off X. Declan McDermott was able to win it for the Hoyos in overtime. Final score of that game, Georgetown 11, Denver 10. Top three players from this game's first two go to Georgetown's James Riley going 16 for 24 at the face-off X with nine ground balls. Uh, Georgetown keeper Owen McElroy having 14 saves and Denver's Ethan Walker had three goals and one assist. In Patriot League play, Loyola hosts the midshipmen of Navy. Navy was able to start off the game red hot and did not let anything up, keeping a steady lead on the Greyhounds. Loyola was able to have a small comeback in the fourth, but Navy's defense did prevail. Navy pulls off the big upset final score, Navy 14, Loyola 12. Top three performers first to go to Navy's Christian Daniel with one goal and five assists, and Dane Swanson with three goals and one assist, and Loyola's Kevin Lindley had three goals and one assist. Up in Piscataway, New Jersey, number 8, Rutgers on their senior day hosted a struggling Johns Hopkins team. What started as a close game slowly turned into a blowout for the Scarlet Knights, completing yet another sweep against another Big Ten team. Final score of this game, Rutgers 17, Johns Hopkins 11. Uh, top three performers first to go to Rutgers, Adam Charlin Beatties with six goals and two assists, and Connor Kirst with four goals and two assists. And Johns Hopkins' is Cole Williams has... Cole Williams had four goals and one assist. Last game up on the men's side of things in what was thought to be a showdown in College Park with number one Maryland hosting number 12 Ohio State. Quickly turned into highlights galore for the Terps from Jared Bernhardt dicing up defenders to Maryland goalie Logan McNaney having a 60-yard goal. Terps were able to cruise by the Buckeyes and claim the Big Ten Championship. Final score of this game, Maryland 18, Ohio State 8. Top three performers from this game all go to Maryland. Jared Bernhardt with six goals and one assist. Danny Maltz had four goals and one assist. And Logan McNaney had 12 saves in net and also that 60-yard goal. 
On the women's slate of games, since the ACC had a weird scheduling component, all the ACC matchups that were played were played twice in the span of a couple day, a couple of games, so I'll recap both games quickly and the stats combined for the top performers. So we'll first kick it off with Boston College taking on Notre Dame. Notre Dame was looking for a little revenge after almost overthrowing the juggernaut in UNC last Saturday, but they just could not contain Charlotte North and company in either of those games. BC takes the two wins, final scores 19-11 and 18-12. Top performers from Boston College in both games. Charlotte North had 10 goals and 2 assists. Bell Smith had 5 goals and 2 assists. And Kara Urbank had 6 goals and 2 assists. Uh, top performers for Notre Dame, Madison Ahern had 5 goals and 1 assist. And Andy Aldave had 4 goals and 1 assist. Next game up on the board, we had UNC taking on UVA Thursday and Sunday. UNC was able to take care of business soundly and assert their dominance after almost losing last week. Final scores from both games, 15-4 and 20-8. Uh, Caitlin Wurzberger had six goals and five assists. Katie Hogat also had six goals and five assists. And Jamie Ortega had eight goals and two assists for UNC during those two games. And for UVA, Kiki Shaw had four goals and Annie Dyson had two goals. Last part of these ACC doubleheaders, we had Syracuse taking on Louisville. Syracuse was able to take care of business pretty quickly in the Dome, and they will be eyeing two big ACC games against Boston College next weekend. Final scores from both 19-7 and 19-5. Uh, top performers for Syracuse, we had Megan Tyrell having 11 goals and 5 assists. Megan Carney with 11 goals and 8 assists. And Emma Tyrell with 4 goals and 3 assists. And for Louisville, Nicole Peroni had 1 goal and 1 assist. And Kylie Dobson had 2 goals. Last game to recap this weekend, we had USC taking on Stanford. A game that truly went back and forth that came all the way down to the wire until Stanford's Ali Bayako gave the Cardinals a go-ahead goal, taking down the Trojans 16-15. to Top three performers from this game, Ali Bayako had eight goals and one assist, including her go-ahead goal at the end. Uh, Stanford's Galen Liu had th three goals and two assists, and USC's Izzy McMahon had six goals. And now for my top performers from this weekend in college across, my first one has to go to James Riley at Georgetown. Had going 16 for 24 at the faceoff X with nine ground balls versus Denver. Next one up goes to Adam Charlotte Beatties at Rutgers, having six goals and two assists versus Johns Hopkins. Next one goes to Syracuse's Megan Carney with 11 goals and eight assists in her two games against Louisville this weekend. And my last one goes to Ali Bayako, who had eight goals and one assist in her win against USC this weekend. Thank you so much for listening to my recap and what happened in college across this weekend. And now my interview with Notre Dame attacker Madison Ahern. If you want to be number one on Sports Center, ask Notre Dame attacker Madison Ahern. Madison, what's going on? Hi, Paul. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, uh, how's how's the season going so far for you, especially with the uh, COVID and you know all these protocols happening? Um, it's going well. Uh, we've had a couple of losses, but I think we're ready to show the country um, who Notre Dame really is um, in our next couple of games. Um, I think it's been a hard start for us with um, COVID, but I think that um, we're on pace to to peak at the right time for sure. Awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. And what have been some like highlights or some stuff that you've enjoyed, like the little things that you might have enjoyed this season so far? Um. I think uh, this year, especially, um, we came back really early um, before all the other students just because of uh, Corona. Um, and we actually spent uh, a good like two weeks in a hotel on campus. Um, and like I had a different roommate and we were all just in the hotel, like all, a bunch of the a bunch of different grades together. And I thought that was really fun. We didn't really have much else to do other than 
play lacrosse and hang out with each other safely, obviously. Um, and I, I thought that was a great like bonding experience for the people that are usually on campus. Yeah, definitely. And have you been like, is Notre Dame doing like full online classes or are you guys uh, like kind of hybrid, like some online, some in, in person? Um, I have had most of my classes in person, which I was really happy about. It's a little easier to focus, um, <laughs> which I'm sure everyone can attest to, but um, I have one online. Um, people kind of have a mixture, but um, for the most part, they're doing a good job keeping us in the classroom. Do you feel a sense of normalcy? Uh, definitely. I mean, I think it, I, I know this phrase is way overused, but it's definitely like the new normal um, <laughs> with everything. So um, yeah, I feel like, I mean, we've been doing this for a year, so we've gotten used to it a little bit, making it work. Yeah, uh, I feel you on that one. But to start it off, Madison, before we like get into it, I got a couple quick questions I want to ask you, just like know you in general. So first one I want to ask you is, where's your hometown? Um, Cohasset, Massachusetts. Where'd you go to high school? Notre Dame Academy. What is your favorite food spot in South Bend? Ooh, that's a hard one. Um, oh, maybe... Uh, Core life, you know, do you have that? I have not. I haven't heard of it. <laughs> it's very good. We actually just got it from our um, sports nutritionist today for free, which was really nice. It's like a healthy um, spot with like salads and like bowls, and it's really good. <laughs> what do you get in your salad? Um, I actually usually get like a bowl, or at least I guess it's a plate, um, steak, uh, mac and cheese, and these like bacon maple brussels sprouts are really good <laughs> that's an interesting combo of mac and cheese yeah and steak. I, i'm kind of a weird eater to be honest <laughs> oh no worries no worries I, I mean, everyone's everyone's a picky eater these days yeah. next one up uh favorite game day song um probably my goal song head and heart mm -hmm. i'd say and what is your favorite sports movie Oh, that's, that's an easy one. Um, I think my favorite movie of all time is Miracle. I've probably seen it like 50 times. <laughs> What's your favorite scene from Miracle? Um, I think it's when um, he like flips the table in the middle, Herbrooks flips the table in the middle of the, um, the place. And he's like, um, he's like a bruise is a hell of a long way from your heart and like, mm -hmm. That whole scene, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. What about the um, what about the one where they uh, like they go, they have to do the conditioning again? That one, yeah. that's a good one too. That's I love that one. one. Built character. So, so kicking it into lacrosse, I'm gonna take it back almost a year right now. Uh, you know, you get hit with uh, your COVID really just uh, starts up uh, going all over the place. Your season gets canceled. You get sent home. What's going on in your mind? Like, what are you doing to try and make yourself a better lacrosse player? Uh, how are you training? Do you have like a strict diet? Were you like on a specific schedule? What, what was going on with you? Um, so at the time when our season was canceled, we were, we had just played our seventh game of the season, my freshman year um, in uh, Nashville. Um, so definitely got to go back there and make some good memories. But um, <laughs> we had just played Vanderbilt, beat them, and we were about to um, head to UNC to finish our spring break. Um, and at the time we were ranked number two and uh, UNC was number one. So it was about to be like a crazy game. We were all so excited and we were just kind of like heartbroken when we 
found out in like a conference room in a hotel um, after just finishing the UNC scout. Um, but I think we all kind of came together in the, like when we got sent home and we had so many team Zooms that felt like helped, helped us keep connected with each other. And um, I thought that was really helpful because I know everyone felt a little alone and isolated at the time. Um, and I guess I just took that opportunity to like go back to go back to my roots, go back to like my high school field and just keep working. Um, I definitely worked on my game a lot over quarantine and then leading into the summer. So, I mean, I wasn't a blessing, but maybe it was a blessing in disguise. Just get grounded and get back to, you know, all the work that I was doing before I got to college. Um, in terms of the diet, I, anybody who knows me knows I'm not really a, a big uh, healthy eater. I, I kind of just do whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, but. <laughs> Is there anything you might've taken away from quarantine? Something like a skill you might've learned, something you might've gotten better at either lacrosse or just in general? Um, hmm. I think, I don't know if there's a skill. I, I mean, in lacrosse, I think I definitely improved, but um, I think something that I really took away from um, quarantine was just like, like my family, I, I think um, I actually wrote a paper about this at the time, but um, <laughs> I would go on walks every day with my mom, like around my town. Um, and that was really fun. I really got to talk to her a lot after being at school um, my freshman year. And um, my dad would always go to the, the turf with me like every day or every other day, um, just get better. And it was just, it was so nice to um, like, be with them again and like do things that maybe I wouldn't usually get to do with like a busier schedule. Um, I also got to spend time with my sister who um, I didn't really get to see too much when we were both at Notre Dame just because um, she was a fifth year and she kind of had a different life going on than a little freshman. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And what like specifically in your lacrosse game did, did you try and improve? Um, so uh, in high school, I was a midfielder, um, and I played up top mostly, um, kind of was like a top dodger. And last year I started playing at X cause we needed somebody back there. Um, and so obviously totally different part of the game. So over winter break, um, last year I was really trying to improve on that. Um, and then I think over the summer, I, I really just tried to expand that part of my game. Um, just like dodging at X and feeding and um, yeah. Do you have like a, when you go to the field and shoot around, do you have a strict workout regimen or do you kind of just like try and practice new things like stuff you might not do and try and like work on in the game? What do you usually do? Um, so I usually, um, if I have somebody with me, usually like it would be my dad um, since I was in like fourth grade. <laughs> um, we usually like play catch and then do a little bit of like inside shooting, just like working on like finesse and then slowly bringing it out to like, pow like power shots and then um, ending with some, some dodging. And dodging is probably like my, my favorite part of the whole, the whole thing for and, sure. And like, was it something that you kind of noticed in your, your like your freshman season, like something that stuck out to you that you really wanted to work on, like besides like, trying to work for Max a little bit more like something specific in how you play 
Yeah, I think um, like going from being a senior in high school to being a freshman um, in college, obviously you're playing against um, younger people in, uh, when you're older in high school and then you make the jump to college and now you're the, the younger guy again. Um, I think just like being able to handle like the pressure of like older, stronger bodies on defense. Um, so I really was working on like, like leaning into the pressure and um, like being a little tougher by like using like pads to um, like push against and stuff. Um, so yeah, that was a big focus. Just like being tough, that dodging. Were you watching a lot of lacrosse? Uh, yeah, I definitely, I'm a big uh, like YouTube fan. <laughs> definitely watch a lot of, a lot of clips, guys and, and girls. And who do you think either in guy, like, actually, I want to ask you this question. So in girls lacrosse, who do you think like a player that you looked up to that you kind of emulated your game after? Um, so I actually used to take lessons from her like years back. Um, I think with my new role as an ex player, um, definitely Kayla trainer. She just has like ridiculous hands and, um, I, I don't know. I just, I think she's amazing and I'm so shocked. She never won like the tour and she, she was, I loved watching her play when she was in college and still love watching her play for like the U S team and stuff. And so I, you said you also watched like guys film. Who do you think out of like men's lacrosse players, do you think you might uh, emulate your game after a little bit or something you might try and take from a, uh, from a guy's player? Um, I think well, I actually take, um, I shoot around with um, a guy who played at UNC, Davey Emila. I don't know if you know him, um, but uh, he lives near me. So we like go to the field sometimes and um, shoot. And I think he's taught me so much about like the guys game that I've brought to the girls game. I think um, just like being more comfortable shooting from like farther out and I don't know, just like different types of movements that maybe girls don't necessarily do. Um, I think it's brought like a whole different side of my game. And I've been working with him since probably like junior year of high school. But yeah, that's think, like a great yeah. resource. Do you think there's something that guys can take from girls lacrosse, like something that you guys do regularly that guys don't really do that they could use in their game and vice versa? Uh, I think... I mean, you guys definitely get more like hits and whatever, but maybe just like the finesse. I don't know. I, I don't really, I don't really know. Um, That's I an like interesting there's definitely, answer. There's definitely, like there's definitely more like, like outside shooting, I think in, in guys cross, I could be wrong, but um, I don't know. I think, I think there's more that the girls game can learn from the guys game than the guys game can learn from the girls game <laughs> what do you think is like one thing in, in particular um I think I mean I just said I said this for myself but I think just like being comfortable like letting the ball rip from uh like beyond like the eight meter like especially on like free position shots um I think I know that that's definitely a part of the game that's growing um, you keep seeing more of it on, you know, like Instagram and whatever. Mm. 
And do you think that's like something that could change in the future with girls lacrosse that he might've not seen uh, like now? Yeah, for sure. I think like the pockets have definitely gotten better for girls and we've kind of learned how to like manipulate them a little more. So we have a better hold and um, yeah, I think it's definitely expanding for, for the better. Mm -hmm. For sure. And going, so after quarantine, you head back to Notre Dame. What's it like going to Notre Dame when, you know, it was like a ghost town of what, or like a shell of really what it was when you were there last in March? Uh, yeah, it was, I mean, I think we all kind of went back knowing that it was going to be different, but we didn't, we didn't have a memory of it like this. So I think once we got back here, it was like, wow, like we have to wear masks. Like every, like I know at home I, I was wearing a mask and being safe, but it's like a whole new level when you're on a college campus, I'm sure in, in like high schools too. Um, and like, you're wearing a mask everywhere. You're wearing it to the shower. Like it, it's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, I think there were a lot of things that were different. Lacrosse, we're wearing masks. Like we're, we can't do as much as as like as a team together. Um, and just like social life and classes, you're sitting far from people. I think it was just kind of we've all gotten used to it, but it was definitely a shock when we first got here. How strict it actually was. Yeah. What about like the mental toll of a, a student athlete during like a time like this when? You can't really be out. You kind of have to be in your dorm. You're only allowed to go out for school, food, and lacrosse practice. Did that put a toll on you? Yeah, I think um, we all have just been like reminding each other that we're all working towards the goal of winning a national championship and we have to make the sacrifices and we're all in it together. Um, I think that's just kind of been helping us. It's definitely hard because we don't have the same like outlets that we, we usually have when school and lacrosse are getting really difficult, especially right now, like midterms and um, ACC play um, and like traveling and everything. Um, but I, I think we're managing and we're all just kind of remembering why we're doing this. Was it hard to see that light, light of the tunnel, like Memorial Day weekend that you want to go to Memorial Day weekend, play for a national championship. Meanwhile, like the world's kind of collapsing and you can't, you, you really don't know if there's going to be a season or not. Did, did you ever feel like, like you kind of lost hope a little bit? Uh, I don't know if I ever, I think because of my, my teammates and my coaches, we, we all kind of, I never really had the thought like we're not going to have a season. I just kind of assumed, which maybe was naive, but um, I think we all just kind of were working for what we didn't get. Um, last season like all throughout the fall and just appreciating every day because we didn't know if um you know it would get canceled like it did when we were in Nashville um yeah I don't know I never really I never really thought that I always kind of thought in the back of my mind that we would have a season um but it definitely was hard in the fall being motivated to to keep keep working when it seemed so far away um but, and we didn't play any other opponents, usually would have some scrimmages against other teams. Um, so it got a little monotonous at times, but um, yeah, I think, I think we made the most of it and just remembered um, what that feeling was back in last March and tried to make the most of every day. Mm-hmm. Did it feel a lot better having lacrosse like during the fall instead of like not having lacrosse at all? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think with uh, like limiting 
how many people we were seeing and limiting close contacts and everything. Um, lacrosse was a great time to like, yeah, we can't really see each other as much outside of um, school, but we could see each other during lacrosse with masks on and distanced. And I think that would be better than nothing at all. So um, yeah, it, lacrosse was awesome in the fall. It was a great, great outlet to get away from everything else going on. What was your favorite part about fall ball? Um, let's see. I mean, honestly, I think coming back was probably the best and just like getting back into practice with everyone. It had been so long, like, I mean, like March to end of August. Um, and I think I, everyone just missed each other so much and missed just like playing the game that we love together. Um, so probably just coming back in the, in the nice weather and like getting to mess around on the field. Yeah, for sure. And once you got like the note, like once they, like you're, you, you got a schedule put out, did it kind of feel like a sense of relief, like that you were going to have a season? Like there was like some light at the end of the tunnel after all this time of like not knowing, like kind of in like this limbo of what's happening, what's not happening. Yeah, definitely. I think um, the second that that came out, we were like, okay, like, let's go. It, it's actually, we've been working towards something, even though we, we knew that there was, there was probably going to be a season. I think that just kind of um, gave us some affirmation and uh, we picked up where we left off. We played Vanderbilt um, last game of last season. And then we played them the first game of this season. So it kind of just felt like it was a continuation of, of last year. So I thought that was actually really cool. We got to do that. And having like a huge win, I, you like you like beat them by like 15 goals did it feel like like you kind of had a sense of rejoicing you know, having that first game what was that like for you playing your first lacrosse game in almost a year it was awesome I mean we were all so excited we've we've been playing against the same like defenders <laughs> since uh the beginning of the fall um I think we're all excited to to unleash our skills on a different team <laughs> um but uh yeah I think it was really nice to, to play them and to, um, to do well and to be ready to, to go again and um, finish where we left off. Um, we actually, I think we beat them by more than we did last year. So it was kind of cool to see that we had, I mean, they had gotten better, but we had also gotten uh, better too. And what obstacles have you had to deal with this season, like with COVID happening? Um, well, uh, we had a pause at a point um, after our first game. I think there was a month between our first and second game. Um, so we had a pause. We couldn't, um, we had some Corona cases. So we had to um, stop all of our team activity. And um, that was like really um, not scary, but I think it was kind of just like a slap of reality that we were still in a pandemic and, um, like four games got canceled and um, I think we all kind of like hunkered down on all the the protocols and everything after that um, and we had to kind of like work out in our rooms to stay um, to stay fit and um, like figure out things to do, have a backpack to squat like <laughs> all that stuff that we did back last March um, and then we had to come out and um, play Syracuse um, twice in one weekend, um, our first game back from this long pause. So, um, 
yeah, I think actually we played um, Robert Morris too in between there, but um, yeah, I think that part was really hard, um, but I think we've responded really well to some obstacles in the beginning of the season for sure. You think those two you know, tough losses against Syracuse that you had right after the pause has helped you, you know, figure out what your, what, like, like how your teams would like, what happened like since your teams last played like what like have you learned something from those from those games yeah I think we have um I think it kind of humbled us a little bit um because uh last year we were seven and oh and I mean um last year is my first season here so I hadn't lost a game in an Irish uniform um and I think it kind of just gave us the feeling that we, like we don't want to feel that again and especially after the first loss, um, I think the second loss, we we really made a lot of improvements and um, we just got a little unlucky in the second half with um, the draw. But I think like the way that we responded to the first loss um, in the first half of the second game was incredible. And I think that said a lot about our team. And I mean, in both losses, we we fought till the very end of the game and even put some goals up at the end. Um, and I think that kind of, that said a lot about where our team is headed. And do you think you guys have been playing a lot better since those two games? Yeah, I think so. I think we're really, it's hard to play a team like Syracuse so early in the season, in our season. I know they had played a couple more games, but um, yeah, I think, I think it was, they were good losses for us. And um, I mean, no loss is good, but yeah. <laughs> um, I think they were good for us. I think they're kind of helping us to form our team identity. So, and where do you think you've had your most success on the lacrosse field so far in the season? Like in a specific area, or like how how have you played? Like, what do you think has been like your most successful part of the field? Um, I think, I think, I mean, I've only really played um, at X um, this season, and. Um, I think that my feeding has gotten a lot better. Has, that's definitely improved um, since I've started playing that position. Um, so probably that and just like handling handling the pressure down at X. Usually, usually it's pretty, um, pretty. there's a lot of pressure down there. <laughs> um, but looking towards like uh, the next next games, trying to get up top more back to some top, top dodging and balancing the two out. Do you think you've had, you felt a, you've gotten more, pre, like, uh, more, like your presence has been felt a lot more on the field than it was last year? Yeah, I think that just kind of comes with age and um, playing with people for longer. Um, I know, like, the trust is probably has grown between the people that I'm feeding to, or um, I don't know. I think we just kind of understand um, each other's games better, the offense. Um, so yeah, definitely. And just kind of like communication just improves with, with age and learning from the older girls. What do you want to improve most on in your game? Probably just like impacting the the team in more ways than just being at X. Like I was saying, just like expanding my game to, I think I've developed a good part of my game down at X um, over the past two years, but just kind of putting that together with, um, kind of the success I had in high school from up top and just kind of impacting the, the team um, the best I can from different spots.
what have been some of your favorite parts of the season so far? Um, I mean, definitely the Vanderbilt game. I think that was that was an awesome win. Um, just to get back on the on the horse. Um, and then let's see. Oh, um, Syracuse, uh, our first game. Um, Madison Moat. Um, she's a junior. She has been out with an ACL um, for quite a bit of time since uh, last fall. And that was her first game back and she had a hat trick. Um, that was awesome. She really like got us going, got us out of a um, kind of a tough time in the game. And it was just like so good to play with her because I, I haven't played with her since she's been here. And um, she's just a great player. So I'm, I was really happy to see her back on the field and come out with a bang. And with your, you know, I think the rest of your season's all ACC and you got a couple a couple of tough games with like North Carolina and Duke. What is your mentality going to be going into those games, knowing it's going to be a fight, knowing it's going to be tough? What are you trying to do to be, be the best player during those games? Um, I think our team has been talking about this, but, um, and I, I said this before, but just like showing everybody who, who we are and what style of play we're capable of. I don't think we've hit, our peak I don't think we've played the best lacrosse that we can so I think it's going to come out during these hard games when um, all the work that we've been putting in um, at practice and I think all that stuff is just going to come out and um, I'm really excited to see that. Are you most excited like what are you most excited for in like the coming games for this season or in the season as general? Um, I think definitely uh, playing some teams that I haven't played yet. So, you know, last year we only played seven games. So uh, we didn't get to play, you know, UVA. We didn't, UNC, we didn't, we didn't, we, hadn't, we never got there. And that was a big game circled on our calendars. Um, so I think just, just playing against those teams that I've watched for like years on, you know, TV um, and like finally playing those um those teams and seeing how we stack up against them for sure. And my final question for you is what is your one big goal that you have for the season, either, either for you personally or for, uh, for your team in general? I mean, big goal, obviously the, obviously we want to win the natty, but um, I think making Notre Dame like a force to be reckoned with in lacrosse because I think before last year, um, Notre Dame wasn't seen as like one of those top, you know, like four or five teams in the country. And I think everyone on the team is just, and we know, I think we know how good we are and just got to show everyone that and show us, show that we're a um, contender for the, the national championship. Are you really excited for that? And like, like just oh, yeah. getting, getting ready to play, <laughs> like getting ready to play in May and like, because you haven't like, you really haven't experienced that yet. You haven't played yeah. beyond the months of April and May. And is, are you like, are you like really excited for that to happen? I'm so excited. Even like, like ACCs too. That's the best lacrosse in the country. So um, yeah, I'm really excited for both of those. Madison, thank you so much for coming on the Loda High podcast. Really appreciate you uh, coming to speak with me about, you know, this season as a whole and like, what are your goals and especially your in season. So really appreciate your time. Looking forward to watching you uh, play this, uh, the rest of the season. Thank you so much for having me.
is very fun. (laughs) Of course, of course. All right, take care.